Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, a show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I'm joined again today by Brian Hawkins, the creator, the founder, the the man behind at Tiny House Movement over on Instagram. How's it going, Brian? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. And I appreciate you coming back. You know, I had such a great time talking with you in our last conversation about tiny homes. I want to get a little more insight from you on just tiny homes in general and the the movement and lifestyle changes that go along with making this decision. Because it's a pretty big uh, decision to say I'm going to go live in a, a tiny home. I'm going to give up my my large, I guess, normal size. People can't see my quotes. My normal size home and go into yep. a, a yep. tiny house. Why do you think there are so many people that are deciding to make this change, this big lifestyle change? It is a huge decision. I know it's a tiny home, but it's a big decision. For me personally, based on everybody that I talk to on a daily basis, there are two really popular reasons people have gone to tiny homes. No matter if you're moving from a 800-square-foot, two-bedroom apartment or people that are literally leaving a 4,000-square-foot home and just downsizing because they just don't want the headache of a house anymore. But the two biggest reasons are financially – for younger couples, and there, there's not a whole lot of people in the middle of the spectrum as far as families go. Uh, so people that have three or four kids, you know, when, when you're kind of in the, the middle of life in your 40s or 50s, most of the people buying tiny homes are younger couples that are just starting out, not sure where they want to finish school yet, what they want to do financially, but they want to keep their options open and have some money mm. to travel the world, not get locked down in one location. And then the other end of the spectrum with your baby boomers that don't want the yard anymore, they don't want the hassle, they just want to experience life, make up for any and all the regrets that they've ever had over their entire life, right? Like they just want a place to call home and that's it. So financially has been the big one. The other is from a minimalistic standpoint, people are much more eco-conscious of their footprint Mm -hmm. and what they're doing for the next generation and for what they're doing right now. So I'd I'd say those are the, the two biggest reasons people are going tiny is from a financial standpoint. Uh, at an environmentally friendly standpoint. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, because I think the housing crisis, if you want to call it, the housing issues we're yeah. having out there with affordability, uh, it's, it's a real thing. And you see so many people struggling to buy a home. I know you're from California. I, I'm still living in California. And when I look at the house prices, I'm like, uh, I, I guess maybe I don't need to buy a house. <laughs> <You know what laughs> <I mean? laughs> there's there's a lot of people across the country that feel the same way. I mean, when, when, when I got out of school, uh, geez, that was 15 years ago. So when I got out of school, a starter home was about $170,000. That same starter home today where I live in Utah, so I'm about 30 minutes south of Salt Lake City in Utah, that same starter home is almost $400,000. Wow. So getting out of school and having what, what used to be considered the American dream, right, of kind of getting out of school, starting your job, having a place to call home, doesn't exist the same way anymore. No. And and younger younger people have just figured out I'm not going to go get myself in a mountain of debt just to have a place to call home. Like exactly. I've already had to go through what I had to for student debt, right? Like I'm not going to go do the exact same thing with a house but, you know, amortize it over 30 years. So people are are really getting into the sense of what am I going to use my money for? And if it's going to be for a home, I want something that's smaller that's not going to cost me in the next 30 years of my life to pay off. Exactly. I mean, the thought of taking out like a close to million dollar loan just makes me, oh, I'm man. like, it just makes me sick. I can't even, my, my, yep. my, 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 my hand could sign the paper to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to do <Yep>. that. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, transition to, I guess, hopefully a more uh, p- positive and happy topic here. I got this question from uh, Dan Wood on Instagram, and he wanted to know, how hard is it for people to make the transition from a traditional size home or a normal size home down to a tiny home? For me, it depends completely on personality. So in building a tiny home, a lot of people will come and say, 
this is what I, I know I want to have in my home. I'll say, that's great. Go back to the drawing board, figure out exactly what you cannot live without. Not what mm. you want, but what you cannot on a daily basis live without. For some people, that's their TV. For some people, that's certain furniture in the house. For some people, that's appliances that they can't live without. Uh, it's going to be different for each person. But I'll go through that process with people. And you see this on TV shows like Tiny House Nation, for example. People want to cram their all the stuff they have in their 2,000-square-foot home into 400 square feet. You're like, I love it. I love the enthusiasm, but it just doesn't fit. It doesn't work, man. Like I'm, I'm not that big of a genius. I can't change the laws of physics. Like it just, it doesn't happen. That's really it is my advice would be put together a list of what you know you absolutely cannot live without and then go from there. Okay. No, that makes sense. Cause I, I, I love watching that show, watching Tiny House Nation. And then you see they, they make like that tape outline and like, all right, this is a space. Yeah. yeah. Put your stuff in here. And it's like, they're like trying to pile stuff up in corners. You're like, yeah, it's not going to work. It's yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> But you know, that's, I mean, that's a great way to look at it. It's, it's figuring out what's important and you're going to really have to focus and um, really pare down the things you have because there's no way you can live a, a tiny lifestyle with what could fit in a traditional home. Yeah. I mean, that's for everything, for your electronics, for your appliances, for your furniture, pretty much everything has to be smaller. Your wardrobe, I mean, just everything about that, you're going to have less, which, which is why I think minimalism has played such a large role in tiny homes in general. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's one of the reasons I really love tiny homes is that it it kind of forces you to adopt a minimalistic lifestyle. And at, to me, a minimalist lifestyle is just a more intentional lifestyle. It's not a, a lifestyle of like lack and you know suffering yeah. because you don't have all these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's more so you you focus on what is important, like what what is really meaningful to me, and that's what I'm going to keep. I'm not going to just keep this because I have a spot to put it. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not about crying over the fact that you don't have as much stuff as you used to, right? Like, it's it's not about that at all. It is, as you said, being as intentional as possible with what you want to use on a daily or weekly or annual basis. There are so much that we live with that we take for granted that we don't actually need. It's just, it might yeah. be convenient in that exact moment for us to use. But when you really think about it, you know, I, I don't need everything that's sitting in my house or in a garage or everything else, right? Like, if you really want a storage unit, go get a storage unit. But other yeah. than that... If you don't need it, it doesn't need to be in 400 square feet or less. Yeah, exactly. And you really, you start to figure out what you, what you're actually using and what you just sits there and collects dust yeah. in the corner. <laughs> Man, I used to do that. Uh, I used to play that prank on my wife where there would be something in the garage that was sitting there for a long time and I would get rid of it. I would literally get rid of it. <laughs> and after two months, if she hadn't noticed, I'm like, well, obviously we don't use that. We don't need it anymore. Worked out perfectly. Every once in a while, she would find me hiding something on purpose to see if she would notice. But other than that, it worked out well. I was going to say, you're playing a dangerous game, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> know, hey, well, thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate you coming on and uh, let me talk to you about tiny homes because I just, I, I love hearing from people who are actually, you know, living the life and you're, you're on the front lines building these homes, touring these homes and it's, it's really great to get your perspective on these things. So thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate it. And uh, before we get out of here, where can people reach out to you and, and see more of what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Uh, for me, it's on Instagram more than anything else. So uh, at Tiny House Movement on Instagram or on the website, tinyhousemovement.co. All right, perfect. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes so everyone can uh, reach out and uh, connect with you. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.